Welcome to My Secret Place Devotional with Oyitz Alfred. as excited as I am to be a child of God? Well, if you are, join me. Let's pray. And then we're going to look into the word of God briefly before you rush off into the day. So we're going to pray from 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 verse 5. The Bible says, may the Lord lead your heart into a full understanding and expression of the love of God and the patient endurance that comes from Christ. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for being our father. Thank you so much for releasing your son, Jesus. And Father, we ask, oh God, that you will lead our hearts into understanding the love of God, Lord. Understanding the love of Christ. And Father, because when we know and understand your love, it will give us confidence to face the day. No matter the challenges that come, Lord, we are confident because we know that you love us. Thank you, my Father. We give you great honor in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. There's a popular story that everyone who has read the Bible must have come across. And that is the story of the woman caught in the act of adultery. The story is listed in John chapter 8 from verse 1 all the way to about verse 11. And so what had happened is that Jesus had been on the Mount of Olives praying and then he got down from the Mount of Olives and then he was besieged by these men, the Pharisees, and they wanted to trap him. And so they dragged in front of Jesus a woman that was caught in an act of adultery and all the men had, you know, big stones ready to stone the woman. And then he asked Jesus, all right, Jesus, this woman has been caught in an act of adultery. What exactly should we do? They just wanted to trap him. Whatever he said, he would have been in trouble. And so the Bible tells us his response to that particular scenario in verse 7 of John chapter eight they kept demanding an answer so he stood up again and said all right but let the one who has never sinned throw the first stone then he stooped down again and wrote in the dust when the accusers heard this they slipped away one by one beginning with the oldest until only jesus was left in the middle of the crowd with the woman so typically what had happened is that jesus said you know what if you have not committed any sin throw the first stone condemn the woman kill the woman do whatever it is you want to do to the woman and the bible says the oldest man in that group left first and everybody kept going one by one and they all disappeared the question is this was jesus trying to condone sin what exactly was jesus doing by saying don't stone her though we were caught in the act of adultery was he trying to say yeah you know what it's okay to sin is it okay to commit adultery no 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 far from it that's not what jesus was doing jesus was not condoning sin what he was actually doing was pointing to a much bigger problem and the problem he was pointing to is much much bigger than the one that was presented what was the one presented the one presented was that this woman was caught in the act of adultery now jesus wanted to show them that you have a bigger problem than you realize what was the bigger problem the woman had committed only one crime which is the crime of adultery and it is wrong by all standards but the men that carried the stone had committed two big and major crimes. What were their crimes? The first crime they committed was a crime 
of hypocrisy and the second was the sin or the crime of pride. How did they commit this crime? Now, remember Jesus said, if you have not committed any sin, then cast the first stone. What was Jesus trying to communicate? It is the exact same thing that Paul was trying to communicate through the person of the Holy Spirit in his writings. In the book of Romans chapter 2 verse 22, he said, you say it is wrong to commit adultery, but you commit adultery. You condemn idolatry, but you use the items stolen from pagan temples. So primarily what this is saying to us is, the same things you are condemning in other people, you are doing the exact same thing. But the difference between those men and the woman is that the woman was doing it publicly. People knew that this is what she was doing. She was an adulterer and she was caught in the act of adultery. Now, these people were also committing sin, but they were pretending to be holy. They were pretending to be righteous. And that is the sin of hypocrisy. When you show one way, you show one face and then you go behind and you do something completely different. So you're trying to portray, oh, I'm holy, oh, I'm righteous, oh, I don't do anything wrong. That is the, that's what you're trying to communicate to people. Meanwhile, you are doing exactly the same thing that you are condemning. It is called the sin of hypocrisy. And if you've read your Bible, you see that Jesus really hated the sin of hypocrisy. And that was why he had the problem with the Pharisees. They'll come publicly and say, oh, you know what? We're holy, we're righteous. But the Bible said that they were whitewashed stones. What does that mean? Inside they were dead. Inside they were full of sin and all that. But on the outside they portray that they are good. So the first sin they were committing was the sin of hypocrisy. They are coming publicly to say, this one has been caught in the act of adultery. Meanwhile, they were doing exactly the same thing. What was the second sin? The second sin they were committing was this, the sin of pride. Meaning that they felt they were better than the woman. You know why they will feel they're better than the woman? Because if they didn't think they were better than the woman, they won't condemn her. They won't bring stones. If they recognize that, ah, this thing that this woman is doing, I'm not condoning it, but I'm also guilty. There is a way they would have corrected the woman. Let's see how to correct somebody who has done something wrong. It's recorded for us in Galatians chapter 6 verse 1. I'm going to read it from the NLT version. It says, Dear brothers and sisters. So he was talking to believers. He said, If another believer is overcome by some sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back onto the right path and be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. Let's look at it from King James Version. He said, brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, you which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of weakness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. What he's saying is that when you want to correct somebody that has done something wrong, what you do, you correct in the spirit of meekness. You bring yourself down. You recognize that maybe I'm not doing this sin. Doesn't mean I'm better. It is just that the grace of God has helped me to overcome it. God will not condone sin, but he manages or watches how you correct people who are in error. You know, you might not even verbally correct them, but in your heart you say, look at what this person is saying. Look at what he's doing. Look at what she's thinking. You know, as you are correcting people, do that with the spirit of meekness. That is, you bring yourself down. You do it with so much humility. You know that if the help of God is not available, you too, you do the same thing and even worse. That is, if you're not even doing it right now. But if you're not doing it, it is because of the help and the grace of God. That is in no way to mean that God is condoning sin or you should condone sin. No, when you see sin, you correct it. But the Bible says correct it gently. Because if you also keep quiet, this is what the Bible says about you. 
in Romans chapter 1 verse 32, the Bible said, they know God's justice requires that those who do these things deserve to die. Yet they do them anyway. Worse yet, they encourage others to do them too. So the Bible is saying that people that are guilty, and these are people, number one, who commit the crimes, but they are not the only ones guilty. The Bible says when you encourage other people, you are also as guilty as the people that actually committed the crime. So what that simply means is that you do not encourage people to continue sinning. How do you encourage people to continue sinning when you don't even correct them, when you don't even show them the right path, when you don't even tell them what they are doing is wrong? But the Bible says when you are correcting people, when you are showing them the right path, the Bible says have the disposition of humility. Don't come there with the sense of pride and better than you. You, I know better than you. I'm doing better than you. No, that is wrong. You are acting exactly like the Pharisees. The person you are correcting is committing one crime, which is the sin he has committed, but he's doing it openly. People know that this is what he does, but you're doing your own privately. It is called the sin of hypocrisy. You do it privately, but you, you know, pretend to everybody, that, oh, I'm good. I'm righteous. That's number one. And number two, you're doing it from a place of pride. And you know what the Bible says to us about pride? It says in James 4, 6, that God will oppose or resist the proud, but then he releases more grace to the humble. So you see, when you correct in the spirit of humility, more grace is released so that it can continue to function in righteousness because we are all kept from sin by the power of God and not our own power. So whenever you want to see the grace of God released over you to live above sin, simply what you need to do is to do what? Correct people in meekness and humility, not from a place of hypocrisy or pride. I hope you've learned something today. This month, we're dealing with the spirit of humility and the spirit of pride. Now you know how to deal with that as you correct people and as you lead people along the path of righteousness. God bless you and have an incredible week ahead. For other life-changing messages, you can now download the app, Rev Oyek Speaks, from Play Store for Android phone users or iOS Store for Apple users. You can also follow on Instagram, YouTube, and Telegram, all on the handle Oyeks Alfred. Thank you so much for listening and have a blessed day. What a wonderful day.